Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test once again this morning, Lord. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for this cry in my heart to know you, Lord, more than others know me. Lord, I want to know you more and more. And so I thank you, Father, for this privilege to come into your presence. Thank you, Lord, for this grace to worship you this morning. Thank you, Father, for every blessing in my life, for this grace that I have received from you, for this message that I have received from you, for this love that you have poured on us. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, we worship you as Jehovah. We worship you as the great man of war. We worship you as Jehovah Royal, our shepherd, the one who washes over our soul. We worship you as the God who is from everlasting to everlasting. We worship you because you are the Lord of heaven's armies. You are the Lord of hosts. We worship you this morning and give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we have come to bless your name. We have come to worship in your presence. We ask, Lord, be glorified this morning. We ask that as we read the word, Lord, you will give us understanding. Yes, help us to understand your word. Help us to learn the lessons, Lord, hidden in your word. But let your name alone be glorified in our lives. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eye Nike. All right, we continue our reading of the book of Jeremiah. So I've gotten quite a few feedbacks. Someone told me that this is the first time they are reading through the book of Jeremiah. And I'm so happy. Yes, yes, we should read every single book in the Bible. I can tell you that you will find Jesus. Yes, you will find him in every single book of the Bible. And so reading the Bible, every book in the Bible helps you to know Jesus better and better. Okay, so now um, today we will continue. Yesterday we stopped on chapters 9. Today we take three more chapters, 10, 11, and chapters 12. In chapter 10, we see the Bible here tells us the consequences of idolatry. In other words, idolatry idolatry brings destruction. And then we see that, look, uh, Judah was comparing God, okay? Comparing God with the idols that they, that they had, okay? So we see the lessons there to draw from that. Jeremiah prays for Judah that God will have mercy, okay? So we'll learn from that also. In chapter 11, we see that Judah breaks their covenant. Yes, God entered into a covenant with Israel that his people had now broken. Okay, what lessons can we take from that? And then, of course, there's this plan, this plot to kill to kill Jeremiah that God exposes. Okay, so 
again we will learn from that and then in chapter 12 Jeremiah brings this complaint to God. Okay, just like we've seen many people in the Bible do. We see Job did it. We see we see Abraham did it. We see we see King David did it. Okay, but <laughs> God God's response will amuse you. I'm telling you. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read together Jeremiah chapter ten. It says, "Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O Israel. This is what the Lord says." Do not act like the other nations who try to read their future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified by them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and a craftsman carves an idol. They decorate, decorate it with gold and silver and then fasten it securely, securely with armor and nails so it won't fall over. Of course, that is what they call an idol representing something. It says their gods are like helpless scarecrows in a concucumber field. I'm sure you, so we don't have that common in Nigeria, but in, in the fields, you know, fields of cucumber, of weeds, you know, uh, you have beds come feast on 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 the on the things you have in the farm so what the farmer would do would be to put a scarecrow there okay so something that looks like a person so the birds actually think there's a person standing there and of course they keep their distance but actually it's just it's just an image okay it cannot move it cannot do anything yes god says that they decorate it with gold and silver and then fasten it securely with armor and nail so it won't fall over since their gods are like helpless scarecrows scarecrows are helpless okay they can't move god is saying that idols are like that they are helpless they are powerless okay unless you move them they can't move and they are just like that okay it says that there's helpless scarecrows in the concubine field they cannot speak and they need to be carried because they cannot walk says do not be afraid of such gods for they can neither harm you nor do you any good okay big lessons there's nothing to fear from an idol okay whether it's a physical idol whether it's a spiritual idol there's nothing to fear from an idol when your trust is in god or god is the one who is defending you verse 6 says that lord there is no one like you okay so jeremiah will be trying to give judah perspective of who God is and why they can't compare him to an idol. He says, Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. Did you hear it this morning? The name of the Lord is full of power. There's a reason why the name of Jesus, okay, uh, moves mountain. There's a reason why the Bible says that demons bow to that name. There's a reason why that demon said, uh, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know who are you okay uh, the name of the lord is powerful this is for you are great and your name is full of power he said who would not fear you O king of nations yes so that is one of the titles of god he is the king capital k the king of nations that uh, that that 
title belongs to you alone among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of the world there is no one like you there is no one like god okay let that settle deep in your heart you can't compare him to an idol you can't compare him to a person you can't compare him to a spirit he is god he created everything the universe itself he created them he created the heavens and the earth and everything inside them he is god it can't be compared to anyone he said people who worship idols are stupid and foolish the, the things they worship are made of wood they bring a beaten sheet of silver from Tarshish and gold from, from offers. And they give these materials to skillful craftsmen who make their idols. Then they dressed these, gold, these gods in royal blue and purple robes made by experts, expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. Okay? So wonderful titles. He is the living God. Okay? He lives forever. He is the everlasting King. He cannot die. Okay? When time comes to will come to an end he will still he will still be living on he is the everlasting king the whole earth trembles at his anger the nations cannot stand up to his wrath he says say this to those who worship other gods your so-called gods who did not make the heavens and earth will vanish from the earth and from under under the heavens he says but the lord uh, the lord made the earth by his power and he preserves it by his wisdom with his own understanding he stretches out the heavens i can't tell you the lessons okay you can draw from just verse 12 alone listen this morning god made the earth by his power the power of god is what controls the earth and everything that moves in it okay so there's nothing that stands above the power of god he preserves everything by his wisdom and so when you learn the wisdom of god i'm telling you you put things under under your control okay because the power of god is the one that made them in the first place so it says that he preserves it by his wisdom with his own understanding is stretched out the heaven heavens when he speaks in the thunder the heavens roar with rain he causes the clouds to rise over the earth he sends the lightning lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses says the old human race is foolish and has no knowledge the craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make for their careful shaped works are a fraud these idols have no breath or power idols are worthless did you hear that? It says that idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. Yes, idols are worthless. Don't worship them. Worship the covenant-keeping God. Worship the one okay, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies on the day of reckoning they will all they will all be destroyed he says but the god of israel is no idol he is the creator of everything that exists okay everything 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 means everything he is the creator of everything that exists including israel 
his own special possession, the Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Yes, so that is his name, the Lord of hosts. That is his name, the Lord of heaven's army. Ah, Jehovah Sabaoth, the one who is mighty in battle. No one can compare to him. So Jeremiah was telling them, so how can you in your mind now worship an idol and try to compare him to the God I am trying to describe? Hallelujah. All right, verse 17, Jeremiah describes the coming destruction. He says, pack your bags and prepare to leave. The siege is about to begin. He says, for this is what the Lord says. Suddenly, I will fling out all you will live in this land. I will pour great troubles upon you, and at last you will feel my anger. Since my wound is severe and my grief is great, my sickness is incurable, but I must bear it. My home is gone and no one is left to help me rebuild it. My children have been taken away and I will never see them again. Talking about the, the nation of Judah. It says the shepherd of my people have lost their senses. They no longer seek wisdom from the Lord. Therefore they fail, they fail completely and their flocks are scattered. Listen, hear the terrifying roar of great armies as they roll down from the north. The towns of Judah will be destroyed and become a hunt for jackals. So remember that it had not yet happened. Jeremiah is just prophesying exactly what was going to happen. And I'm telling you, you will read the stories later or the accounts and history. It happened exactly just like that. Jeremiah now prays for, 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 for Judah, prays for the people. He says, I know, Lord, that our lives are not, are not our own. We are not able to plan, plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. So correct your people, but please be gentle. He says, do not correct me in anger, for I will die. Are you not excited today that God does not correct us in anger? Ha! I'm telling you, I am so excited that God does not correct us anymore in anger. Okay? When he corrects us now, he is gentle. Why? Something is different in the New Testament that was not present in the Old Testament. Uh, the only thing standing that is different is the cross. So when God looks at you and maybe wants to correct you and then you have broken maybe the, the laws of God and you have made God angry and God wants to correct you in anger, he sees the cross. He sees the blood of Jesus. He sees Jesus standing, you know, making petition on our behalf. And God says, okay, hmm. These are my children, okay? They are blood, but flesh. He says, "Do not correct me in in do not correct me in anger, for I would die." Yes, if God corrects you in anger, you will disappear. If God was to speak, even the nation itself will disappear. Let's go on. Verse twenty-five says, "Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on the people that do not call upon your name, for they have devoured your people Israel. They have devoured and consumed them." making the land a desolate wilderness. Okay, so when I, I remember the first few times I read the book of, you know, the, the prophets, you know, Jeremiah, you know, Daniel, Ezekiel, you know, Isaiah, you know, I couldn't understand why God will use Israel's enemies to punish them. Okay, and then punish the enemies themselves. Uh, in fact, in the case of, Babylon, for example, that God uses to punish Israel. Okay, even though Israel had fallen into idolatry, the Babylonians were idol worshippers actually too. In fact, that, that God was, was Baal. Okay, so 
I, it was a very confusing one for me, you know, to, to understand. But you would see that in the end, God had a plan. God, or God has a plan. God has a plan okay, that drives his people away from his presence and then brings them back to himself. And within, as that time comes to an end, you see that the, the Messiah then appears that causes the whole of Israel, okay, to be able to come back to the Lord. All right, let's move on to, um, to chapter 11. Chapter 11 talks about Judah breaking, breaking their covenant. And then we see this plot plot to kill Jeremiah. We will also learn about the consequences of breaking covenants. Covenants are powerful, I'm sure you know, especially blood covenants. Israel is in a blood covenant with God. So when they broke his covenant, okay, uh, there were going to be consequences. That was why God had no choice than to use those nations to punish them. Let's go. Jeremiah chapter 11. He says, the Lord gave another another message to Jeremiah. He said, uh, remind the people of Judah and Jerusalem about the themes of my covenant with them. Yes. So the covenant, every covenant has themes. Okay. Uh, usually there's something for, for the, both parties to benefit from the covenant. For in Israel's case, Israel, the people were to obey and to worship God. God was to bless them, you know, and be their God. Okay, they was they were going to become a special possession. So God says, remind the people of of Judah and Jerusalem about the terms of the covenant of, of my covenant with them. When you look back now, the terms of my of His covenant with them was more about worship. If you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God from today and do everything He says, it had nothing to do with the burnt offerings. All of, all of those came later. Okay? Okay? They were just different expressions of how they were worshipping God. But what God was looking for was their hearts. Okay, so God told them, He says, remind the people of Judah and Jerusalem about the terms of my covenant with them. Say to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, cost is anyone who does not obey the terms of my covenant. God was just simply saying what he had, he had told them. Remember when Moses was giving them giving them the, co- we, the covenant. We read, we read it, right? Where they were they standing on two mountains and some one group was issuing curses and the other group were issuing blessings blessings and they were saying amen yes we will do we will listen to you we will follow you you just become our god and god had kept his own path but Israel had not broken theirs. It says, Cost is anyone who does not obey the terms of my covenant. For I said to your ancestors, when I brought them out of out of the iron smelting furnace of Egypt, if you obey me and do whatever I command you, then you will be my people and I will be your God. I said this so I could keep my promise to your ancestors to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you live in today. Remember God's promise to Abraham. He said, look, I will make you, I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. Okay. I will make you the father of nations. Okay. God, told him that, look, they were going to be, you know, take over, over, he says, look, as far as your eyes can see, I will, I will give to you. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, eventually, he gave them that land flowing with milk and honey. God was fulfilling his own part of the covenant. But Israel forgot their own part. And I'm telling you, we have also entered, yes, Christians today, believers today, have entered into a covenant with God. For everyone who is born again, yes, you are in a covenant. You you entered into that covenant the day you give your life to Jesus. Jesus paid, paid off 
paid your own part or fulfilled your own part of the covenant, all that God asks for us is the same thing God asks from Israel. Obey the Lord your God. Okay, serve him, worship him. Ha, hallelujah. He said, I he said, the land you live in today. Since then I replied, Amen. Lord, may it be so. Talking about the nation. Since then the Lord said, I broadcast this message in the streets of Jerusalem. Go from town to town throughout the land and say, Remember the ancient covenant and do everything it requires. For I solemnly warn your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt. Obey me. I have repeated this warning over and over to this day, but your ancestors did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they stubbornly followed their own evil desires. And because they refused to obey, I brought upon them all the causes described in this covenant. Every covenant has blessings. And at the same time, they have causes. It says, I have brought upon them all the causes described in this covenant. Again, the Lord spoke to me and said, I have discovered a conspiracy against me among the people of Judah and Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors. They have refused to listen to me and are worshipping other gods. Israel and Judah have both broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am going to bring calamity upon them and and they will not escape. He says, though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Ah, may this not be your portion. Where you are pleading, ah, I'm telling you, thank God for the blood of Jesus. You see, when you are begging God today, eh, God has no choice because Jesus' sacrifice was the perfect one paid every single thing God can require. Eh? The blood already paid. The blood of Jesus already paid. So it is not just simply possible that you are praying and you are asking God and God will say, I will not have mercy on you. Uh Uh-uh, no. When he sees the blood, God will have mercy on you. And I declare this morning, God has mercy on you in the mighty name of Jesus. For everyone that has a, 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 a strong pain in their heart, you are crying unto God this morning, I'm praying for you. The Lord will have mercy on you. The Lord will send you help out of Zion in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Since then, the people of Judah and Jerusalem will pray to their idols and burn incense before them. But the idols will not save them when disasters strike. Yes, God knew that. Idols are useless. He said they will not save them. He says, look now, people of Judah, you have as many gods as you have towns. You have as many altars of shame, altars for burning incense to your to your God, Baal, as there are streets in Jerusalem. Pray no more for these people, Jeremiah. Do not weep or pray for them, for I will not listen to them when they cry out to me in distress. Since what right, what right do what right do my beloved people have to come to my temple? When they have done so many immoral things, can their vows and sacrifices prevent their destruction? They actually rejoice in doing evil. Since I, the Lord, once called them a thriving olive tree, beautiful to see and full of good fruit. But now I have sent the fury of their the fury of their enemies to burn them with fire, leaving them charred and broken. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, who planted this olive tree, have ordered it destroyed. Ah, my prayer for you, you will not be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. It is for the people of Israel and Judah have done evil, arousing my anger by burning incense to Baal. All right, so quite terrible. 
how these people just completely forsook just forsook god but big lessons for us okay uh, please uh, don't walk away or depart from the lord now let's read about the plot against jeremiah it says then the lord told me about the plot my enemies were making against me i was like a lamb being led to the slaughter <laughs> so i think what jeremiah was just trying to describe was that you know, they were just deceiving him and he didn't know what was going on you know when you are leading a lamb to the slaughter okay the lamb does not know what is going on okay even when knife is there he does not realize it jeremiah was going like that you know and they were deceiving him you know, they had a plot to kill him and i'm telling you this will not be the only plot we'll read about many more he says i was like a lamb being led to the slaughter i had no idea that they were they were planning to kill me he says let let's destroy this man and all his words they, they said let's cut him down so his name will be forgotten forever they thought okay that just killing him destroying his words would be enough you know to end the disaster that god the that god had was was prophesying or saying through through jeremiah but listen you know it wasn't just the words of jeremiah they were listening to they were listening to it was the word of god and i'm telling you you could silence jeremiah you cannot silence god it is O lord of heaven's armies you make righteous judgments and you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets let me see your vengeance against them for i have committed my cause to you this is what the lord says about the men of Anathoth, who wanted me dead, they had said, We will kill you if you do not stop prophesying in the Lord's name. So, all the problem those people just had was the fact that he was prophesying in the Lord's name. He says, We will kill you if you don't stop prophesying in the Lord's name. So, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says about them I will punish them. Their young men will die in battle, and their boys and girls will starve to death. Not one of these plotters from Anathoth will survive, for I will bring disaster upon them when their time of punishment comes. Wow. Alright, so, and I'm telling you, you could check it. It happens exactly just as Jeremiah prophesied. Alright, let's finish this one today. Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah brings a complaint to God. You know, why does it seem like <laughs> the wicked people tends to prosper? We've seen if, if quite a few people ask God this same question. Jeremiah chapter 12. Let's go. It says, Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. It says, so let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? <laughs> why are evil people so happy you have planted them and they have taken roots and prospered your name is on their lips but you are far from their hearts okay so he was asking god why does it just seem as if bad people tend to do well hmm? and i'm telling you i've had people ask me that question even today eh? they asked jeremiah or Jeremiah was asking God during his own time. I've had people ask me today, why does it seem like good people just die before their time? And then wicked, evil people who continue living for a long time. Why? He says, but listen to the response God will give him. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and test my thoughts. Drag these people away like sheep to be, butcher, to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. Since how long must this land mourn, even the grass in the field, as we did, the, the wild animals and birds have disappeared because of the evil in the land. For the people have said, the Lord doesn't see what's ahead for us. Okay, so God gives Jeremiah his response. If you were the one, someone asks you this question, what would you say? Yeah, yeah, we'll just tell the person, okay, yeah, sometimes, okay, evil people 
do well or they survive because they make better investments or maybe they invest their life properly better. God, look at the response God given. He says, if raising against mere men makes you tired, how will you raise against us? <laughs> I'm telling you, in my opinion, did not make sense. But God was telling me something very, very, very vital. Okay? If raising with men, okay, you are unable to, to cope. How will you cope if you are to run with horses? In other words, I have greater, great, a greater work ahead of you. Okay, so don't become tired right now by what you are seeing. Don't become fatigued now by the things you are seeing. It is if you stumble and fall on, on, on open ground, what will you do in the ticket near the Jordan? Since even your brothers, members of your own family, have turned against you, they plot and raise complaint against you. Do not trust them, no matter how pleasantly they speak. I have abandoned my people, my special possession. I have surrendered my dearest ones to this, to their enemies. My chosen people have roared at me like a lion of, like a lion of the forest. So I have treated them with contempt. My chosen people act like speckled vultures, but they themselves are surrounded by vultures. Bring on the wild animals to pick their corpses clean. Many rulers have ravaged my vineyard, trampling down the vines and turning all its beauty into a barren wilderness. They have made it an empty wasteland. I hear it. It's mournful cry. The old land is desolate and no one even cares. On all the bare hilltops, destroying armies can be seen. The sword of the Lord devours people from one end of the nation to the other. No, no one will escape. My people have planted wheat but are harvesting thorn. They have worn themselves out but it has done them no good. They will harvest a crop of shame because of the fierce anger of the Lord. See now, this is what the Lord says, verse 14, I will uproot from their land all evil nations, reaching out for, uh, for the possession I gave my people Israel. And I will uproot Judah from among them, uh, from among them. But afterward, I will return and have compassion on all of them. I will bring them home to their own land again, each nation to its own possession. And if these nations truly learn the ways of my people, and if they learn to swear by my name, saying, as surely as the Lord lives, just as they taught my people to swear by the name of Baal, it is then, then they will be given a place among my people. Since, but any nation who refuses to obey me will be uprooted and destroyed. I, the Lord, have spoken. Wow. I've been so blessed with today's reading, but I want to take two things, two things from, from today's reading. reading. Remember, God told them in chapter 10, idolatry destroys. Did you hear that? Idolatry destroys. Uh, he also told them in chapter 11, he told them the consequences of breaking covenants. Yes, I want us to remember these two lessons today. Lord, help me to remember the covenant I have with you in Christ Jesus. And help me to, to treat it specially. Help me to keep my heart focused on you in the mighty name of Jesus. Second prayer point, Lord, I will not worship any other God. I will not bow before an idol. Will you make that your prayer point this morning? Lord, I will not bow before an idol. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will worship and I will pray to the God of Israel, the God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. You are the only one I will serve. Lord, help me today never to worship an idol. Help me today never to bow before an 
idol, whether it's a person, whether it's an institution, whether it's a government, Lord, whatever will constitute an idol, give me the grace to stand and to kneel only before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, today I pray, help me to treat my my covenant with you specially lord to take it seriously in the mighty name of jesus lord we thank you for this covenant that we now have today with you in christ jesus lord help us to cherish it help us to see that it is special thank you jesus for paying this price for us for giving us so much by your blood lord giving us the covenant by your blood we say thank you in the mighty name of jesus lord we stand on that covenant today and pray lord that your word will come to pass in our lives in the mighty name of jesus your word guarantees by the covenant no causes in our lives we declare that that is our portion in the mighty name of jesus we give you all the praise today in jesus mighty name we have prayed Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.